Welcome to Employee Buzz, a podcast about reaching, engaging, and motivating employees. In each episode, you'll join experts as they explore the best ways to communicate with today's workforce. Plus, we'll play games and have some fun. Step right up. Here's your host, Alyssa Zeff. everyone. Welcome back to Employee Buzz. I am Alyssa Zeff, your proud Star Wars geek, a Connect 4 champion, not really a champion as much as really good at that game, and a former voracious reader of the Sweet Valley High series. I'm here with Casey, our technology director here at Davis and Company. Casey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm also a Star Wars geek. The movies and the cartoons. Uh-oh. I'm a gamer, Atari, Nintendo, list goes on. And from those influences, I studied animation and interactive design. Wow, that is a great segue into what we are going to talk about here. Since you are our in-house technology expert, we're going to be spending some time talking about interactive communication. So why don't we just start with some basic definition. When we say interactive communication, what does that mean? When it comes down to it, it's really about a two-way flow of information. Usually, the user is taking action or making choices that cause something to happen. Okay. And there's different degrees of interaction. And that scale is really like the highly active, let's call it the active side. And that's like immersive input. So video game controllers, VR headsets, things like that. Down to the other side, which is relatively passive. And that could be where you're sitting back, relaxing, and you're really just using your mouse and you're scrolling and your scroll action is continuing to take that action and allow other information to actually be revealed to you. So that's interesting. As I think about the kinds of interactive communication we use in internal communication, this comes to life in anything from really detailed learning modules that are very interactive, which mm -hmm. we work on for our clients, to intranets, to just simple infographics that you can scroll through like you just described. And I know this is something that our clients are becoming more and more and more interested in. Do you think that the meaning of interactive has changed over time or has it really stayed the same? You know, I'll borrow a phrase from Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> from a certain point of view, <laughs> the meaning definitely has changed. And a big part of that is because technology continues to change. Web browsers and the devices that users use has evolved a lot and for content creators, there are new solutions that offer rapid development and allow different kinds of interactions to be more possible and not be super costly. But I want to say, I guess, as one last thing there is, I kind of feel that the meaning is also very nebulous to different people, and the level of expectation is different. Right. So I'm from the 80s. I've experienced so many kinds of interactive content. It's <laughs> I just love the way you say that. I'm from the 80s. Like, I'm here from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, like... Casey's a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, nothing really seems too new. And I don't want to say that kind of like where I'm just glossing over the fact of what interactive means to people. But I'm seeing it being realized in different ways and being harnessed, I guess, in, in very focused ways that is to a lot of people, very new. Yeah. It's interesting that you talk about people's expectations. We say very frequently that employees are used to things in their everyday lives and like to experience that in their workplace as well. 
when it comes to interactive, because our expectations are tied to our daily experiences, what do you think employees are expecting today? Yeah, I'd say that they definitely would prefer that they match or complement what they're used to outside of work. Experiences that are, you know, think about their iPhone or any device that they're using. So it needs to be simple and quick. We're so used to apps on our phones, banking sites, all of those kinds of things, and navigation is easy to understand. You really don't need any kind of like handholding with that stuff. So when it comes to what users are going to be experiencing at work, there really needs to be minimal or no learning curve. Mm-hmm. It needs to be very intuitive, engaging. The users need to enjoy the time that they're spending inside that experience. And if the tone allows for it, make it playful right? so that they are really having fun as part of that. And I think that's why you find a lot of gamification in different platforms because they're really tying to people's interests. And I think so many companies today are missing the mark here. And we work with a lot of companies and, and there's so many reasons. They're intimidated by cost or the technology or security or whatever they think it is all of which are obstacles that we know can be overcome no matter what. And it doesn't have to be outrageously expensive to be engaging. But I really think that there's such a huge runway when it comes to interactive for our clients and for workplaces in general to create that experience. Because what we've done is we've created an environment where employees just come to expect less. They have these great experiences and they're like, oh, well, that couldn't happen at work. When the reality is it can and should happen at work if you want to drive awareness or knowledge. Yeah. And just to add to that, one of the key things is making it purposeful. Right. So, you know, what's in it for me? I think that's a common theme within any kind of employee communication. The user really wants to understand how they're going to use this information to do work better or right. whatever, whatever. Whatever it is they need to do. Yeah. yeah. Or know or believe. So what are some of your favorite examples of good interactive communication? I would say the kinds that help me learn and keep me engaged. Learning and development experiences tend to have a great mix of interaction and they complement academic learning. So many operate by layering information and making the user literally connect the dots, the cause and the effect, the term, the definition. And those kinds of tactics really help better strengthen knowledge. And an app that I use actively is called Duolingo. Mm -hmm. And it's a language learning app. It does all of that because you see as you're experiencing it, they're now using other words and they they keep building on words. So you see how that layering works and Mm -hmm. you're remembering more. And of course, then they also layer gamification into that. Right. So I'm getting notifications about reminding me that I still have three lives that I've been doing good on my quizzes so I could still keep going, you know? So it was kind of like, it gamifies it. It's pretty interesting. That's very cool. You and I worked on a project together, which was really interesting for a large financial institution. And they wanted to share with employees information about what they call the technology they interact with every day. And typically in an organization, this would live on an internet site and it would just be lots of Word documents. And here's what you need to know about this product or this technology or everything else. And we created an interactive experience that was like a virtual workspace where it lived on their intranet site, but it kind of looked like a typical desk station Mm -hmm. of one of these employees. And you could click around on the different parts of it for their phone conferencing. You could click on the phone and then 
you would kind of go into that phone and get the same information, but we created this environment where it just made it a little bit more interesting and people wanted to, and it was also so user-friendly in the sense of like, okay, I need to know something about my phone, I'm gonna click on this phone. So I think that was kind of a cool example of a way to use interactivity, pretty simple, not yeah, yeah, overly absolutely. complex programming, mm -hmm. but creating a really interactive experience for the employee. Yeah, definitely. An example that I really like is interactive videos. This is kind of a newer thing, at least newer thing for these days. Yes. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, in the 80s, once again, <laughs> game developers and even the authors, you know, pick a path types of books. Yes. That kind of concept existed then. And now it's being used as a way to allow the user to take paths that they want to either learn information or pretty much test their knowledge about how they need to go about mm -hmm. processes. Yeah. So it's a different tactic. And it's definitely something that's heating up a lot that a lot of companies are starting to really go in that direction. So it's a new space. Let's talk about when it's appropriate and effective to use interactive for internal communications. What are your thoughts on that? I would say the first is to really help the user be informed. Let's say you want to have the user go through new features on a website and you're launching phase two of an intranet. On the homepage, you want to bring and elevate information that you feel is going to be relevant to them. So in that case, you want to have some kind of overlay system that is helping identify key things that they're going to find useful and hopefully make things faster and more efficient for them to find what they're looking for. So that's a very, I would call it like an overlay style interactive, mm -hmm. where you're just kind of like understanding the key concepts of where to go. Mm -hmm. A second is to drive deep knowledge mm -hmm. and let's say you're launching an initiative and need to give users training i think we touched a little bit about like different kind of training approaches the topics could be security company processes or whatever the key objectives is that you want them to understand and remember the information mm -hmm. and that's when a training module can be really helpful and useful i mean we talk about how adults learn mm -hmm. and when you're talking about driving deep knowledge if you really are trying to get people to retain the information as you're talking about experiencing it is a great way and that's we know adults learn through experiences so mm -hmm. as we think about internal communication and if we have an objective around driving a behavior change or driving knowledge then experience and interactivity as a form of experience is really important yeah and i know we're talking about it right now really in the lens of what people are seeing possibly on screen, you know, interactive in that context. But yeah, the same goes for in a classroom environment. Mm -hmm. I would say that those kinds of interactive experiences hold a lot more value mm -hmm. for the users in the end, you know, Absolutely. The, the people learning. So you're an expert from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share a few things right now that you see trending in the world of interactivity? Is it okay if I use the word interactive in front of each of the things? Absolutely. <laughs> I will not hold that against you. Let's go rapid fire. Go ahead. All right. So the first thing is interactive video. Okay. Touched on it earlier. It's great for training and role play. Interactive email. There's big traction in the consumer world where basically programmers and the designers have found ways of making emails actually be interactive on mobile devices, on computer, Gmail, whatever it is. We do have the roadblock of Outlook. So for a lot of corporate users, that's kind of right. a challenge. Microsoft is not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is definitely a interactive space that is trending. The other is interactive websites. Mm. Okay. Well, what I really mean to say is 
a different kind of interactivity to your company. I was going to say, aren't all websites (laughs) interactive, you hope? (laughs) And what I mean by that is voice. Oh, okay. So your voice asks a question or commands something. Siri, Alexa, all those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the site correctly serves it up using machine learning, AI, mumbo jumbo. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's technical speak. Having all that kind of stuff, I think that new interactive mechanism of your voice is going to mean a lot to enterprises going forward. I mean, I think that the implications for internal communications are just beyond measure. You can think about just trying to engage employees with that sort of technology would be incredible. So if our listeners wanted to start using more interactive communication right away, what are some first steps? How do they get started? A part of me, I guess, maybe this is in me, is to experiment small but think big. And you talked about infographics a little earlier. And so I would say if you're going to share a visual diagram or an infographic or data charts, turn that story into an interactive experience. Mm. It's it's a small, bite-sized type of piece of content. So it's not going to take forever to produce and to make and let the user peel back each layer and experience it that way. And don't forget that you can even connect analytics into that. Right. So you could see really what they click on, how far they go down that journey, and you'll get measurement back. So you can actually see how effective that piece is in comparison to a more, I guess, a passive, you know, just a article. Right. Or even just a static infographic, right? Because if we're using a traditional infographic, we're presenting lots of different data points visually. If you create an interactive experience, then the user gets to sort of navigate through it based on the information that they want to know, which is great for them because they're going to retain and they're going to remember it. What you just mentioned about data, which is also great as a communicator, because now I'm seeing, okay, they're really interested in this data and this data point is just falling flat. If that's an important data point that I need them to know, then I have to figure out a better way to communicate it. Or if I realize maybe that's not so important and I could leave it out, those types of data points in the future. I mean, that kind of knowledge as a communicator is so valuable. Anything else in terms of where people could get started? I would say probably one of the most important things that some people are not really thinking about is making sure that you're thinking mobile first Mm. because everybody has a mobile device and hopefully within your organization, if there's, if that barrier of entry to get into protected content is very minimal, then that's going to be your target place of where you want that content to be experienced because they could be traveling. They could be anywhere. It doesn't matter where they, they could be sitting in the lobby just waiting for, you uh-huh. know, to watch a movie. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know that we could do a whole podcast just on mobile alone, yeah. <laughs> probably several. So we're not going to go too far down that rabbit hole. But I think this is a really interesting topic, one our listeners can learn a lot from. So Casey, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, it was great to be here. So now it's time to spin the wheel of games. Okay, totally. <laughs> just kidding. We are not spinning the wheel unless you want to spin the wheel for noise. In case nobody picked up on this, (laughs) Casey and I are both big Star Wars fans. So we decided ahead of time that we are going to play Star Wars trivia. And we are bringing in a third party, unbiased, another Star Wars geek, our colleague Eric Goodman, (laughs) who's going to facilitate this for us. Now, the wheel is here if you want to spin it just for fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I always see everybody else spin this yeah, thing. That's right. So. All right. <laughs> Wonder what it's going to land on. Oh, my God. It landed on Star Wars trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. 
And since you're both self-proclaimed Star Wars experts, I have dialed this up the nerd level to 11. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right, just start to get some game rules down at the beginning. Okay. These are all Star Wars original trilogy, so they will only be focusing on those three films. Okay, right. for our listeners, that is New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Correct. Although anybody who actually cares probably knew that. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready to start? I'm ready. All right, let's, let's do it. All right, here we go. First person to ring the bell will get to answer. Name Luke's aunt and uncle. Oh, Owen and Baru. I do not know last name. Owen and Baru is correct. You don't get the extra point, which is Lars. Owen and Baru, oh, Lars. I kind of did know that. Damn it. So that's one point for Alyssa. I, I kind of got very violent with the bell. I'll put it back. <laughs> the next question is, when Luke's uncle tells him to clean up the droids in time for dinner... What did Luke want to do instead? I want to go to the Tashi's to purchase some power converters. Let's go to the tape. Take me through over to the garage, will you? I want to clean up for dinner. But I was going into Tashi's station to pick up some power converters. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Tashi pretty happy station. with Owen and Baru, and that might be where it ends for me. <laughs> Correct, Casey. That's one point for Casey. Next question. Just before General Tarkin destroys Alderaan, demonstrating the ultimate power of the Death Star, on what planet does Leia tell him the rebel base is located? Casey. Dantooine. They're on Dantooine. Let's go to the tape. I grew tired of asking this, so it'll be the last time. Where is the rebel base? Dantooine. On Dantooine. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> wow. That's an additional point Wait, for Casey. Can I Casey. just add something that I, this whole time I thought she was just saying Tatooine in a weird way? Is that a totally different planet? <laughs> it's a the answer is Dantooine. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back, what is the name of the creature Han puts Luke inside of to keep him warm on Hoth? Tantan. Next question. In Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader summons bounty hunters to find the Millennium Falcon. We see Boba Fett, for the first time, standing in between which two other bounty hunters? Oh. <laughs> IG-88 and the lizard guy. What's his name? I'll give him lizard guy. That's fine. <laughs> uh, oh, man. What's his name? Uh... And time's up. Uh. <laughs> you got one point for IG-88. The other bounty hunter is Bosk. Bosk. The lizard guy is Bosk. <laughs> I, I seriously, you could have had points for lizard guy. I would have been fine with that. All right, with Casey in the lead. Next, I like 40. <laughs> next question. During the Battle of Hoth, the Empire attacks the rebel base using four-legged AT-AT walkers. What does AT-AT stand for? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, Alyssa. All terrain. Uh, I forgot. Can I try? Go. Yeah, go. All terrain attack. Uh, yeah, I was there too, but I. Transport? Close, but wrong. <laughs> we were looking for all terrain armored transport. All armored oh, transport. Wow. Okay. And you guys say you're Star Wars experts. <laughs> Clearly, no. <laughs> I said I was a Star Wars geek. <laughs> Fair enough. Next question. In which system does Yoda live? Casey. Before he dies? 
in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, no. oh is that, did you say Empire Spoiler Strikes Back? Spoiler alert, Yoda dies. <laughs> this is the original trilogy. Okay, all right. Take over. Let's go to the tape. Who <laughs> will go to the big Dagobah is correct. I knew that from Weird Al. Sorry. I, I, I didn't know you said Empire Strikes Back before. I may not have. <laughs> but in case you haven't picked up, he's going in chronological order. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> We're going to be on Jedi soon. <laughs> and on to Jedi. <laughs> what is the name of Jabba the Hutt's tiny laughing sidekick? Oh, my God. Casey. It's not no, it's not this, but it's not Snide Noodles. That's one of the other guys. Uh, I can't remember. Alyssa? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Salacious Crumb. Salacious oh, I did know. Did oh. we have that in another conversation? Oh my god. <laughs> in Return of the Jedi, Luke and Han are sentenced to die by being digested. <laughs> Alyssa. Sarlacc. Sarlacc Pit is correct. (laughs) (laughs) And for our listeners, being digested slowly over a period of a thousand years by what desert creature was the (laughs) remainder of that question? And Alyssa is on the board. (laughs) I had another one. I had Owen and Baru. (laughs) As the rebel forces and Ewoks celebrate the destruction of the Empire, which three ghostly figures does Luke see standing beside him? Alyssa. He sees Anakin. Yoda, and Obi-Wan. Correct. Not Hayden Christensen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next question. This one might be impossible. Star Wars sound engineer Ben Burtt created the sound of a TIE fighter by combining what two sounds? Casey. A vacuum cleaner. And oh, I know a vacuum cleaner is one of them. Incorrect. Oh, Alyssa? incorrect. <laughs> uh, an elephant and a race car. We'll give you elephant. An elephant call is correct. And oh. the second one is a car driving on wet pavement. Oh, come on. I uh. said elephant and race car, and I'm not going to get that. I totally guessed oh, those. We're getting thumbs up from the judges. Because <laughs> I'm behind by 42,000 points, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Final question. And it's to finish the quote. Uh-oh. Ready? Ready. How you doing, Chewbacca? You still hanging around with this loser? No. <laughs> what was that, Casey? I didn't quite get that. <laughs> As I shrug my shoulders. <laughs> I don't know. Judges? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, I, I'm not even going to try. I'm sorry. We were looking for... Uh. <laughs> Does anybody want to give it another shot? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Eric, do you? <laughs> Eric gets 10,000 points. <laughs> and I get the bonus points. And that was the final question. Thank you so much for playing. Thank you. That was thank a lot you. of fun. Thanks for listening to Employee Buzz, where practical advice meets fun. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe.